So today we're going to uh, finish session 42, and uh, next time we're going to go to the skip session 41, which for some personal, psychological, or metaphysical reason uh, I didn't realize I skipped and went from 40 to 42. Maybe we needed to do this sooner. Uh, session 42, the second half today, the session was received March 22, 1981. Uh, we'll finish the 21 exchanges. We talked last week at length about balancing <clears throat> and a very um, important, you know, set of uh, definitions and, ex and explanations about what balancing is. What is balancing? Well, there's the balancing of love and wisdom, or activations of green and blue, fourth ray, fifth ray. Uh, you can say that balancing is also the healing of distortion uh, in mind, which is the same as uh, releasing lower chakra blockages for second, third, particularly second and third. And um, <clears throat> Ra is saying the catalyst in 42.2, the catalyst of experience, or catalyst in general, works in order for the learned teachings of this density to occur, or any density to occur, the occurrence or the experiencing of any, of any density, <clears throat> or soul or us being in any density, in any body, in any form, in any density, uh, is for our, you know, the evolution of mind-body-spirit that we can do in, in that density, by the catalyst of our life experience or life in that density. <clears throat> and, um, when there's an emotional charge, uh, in and of itself, that indicates imbalance. When there's balance, there, when there's balance, there's no emotional charge. And so, <clears throat> Ra is saying, even if there is seen in the being a response, even if simply observed, meaning not attached to, but there's some emotional charge, a response, personalized responding, in this case means emotional charge, then it indicates that we're still using the catalyst for learning in that dimension, in this dimension. And that's kind of simple, but the key is that um, Ross saying balance is not indifference. It's rather the observer, not blinded by any feelings of separation, but fully imbued with love, not love only, but love as the only <clears throat> feeling-based response to um, a rising catalyst, catalyst from of, of what comes to us from the environment or arises in mind-body, uh, particularly. And so balance is a freedom from emotional flow. It's a freedom from emotionalism. It's um, <clears throat> the um, ability to be centered. I mean, there are many words that are used in spiritual New Age circles to indicate, um, you know, ideal states of mind, like balanced, or centered, or grounded, or aligned, or settled, uh, or well. <laughs> He's well, I'm well. So, <clears throat> centered, <clears throat> excuse me, centered really means um, at well embodied, uh, aware of body, but not attached to it, and uh, comfortable in our own skin, is another phrase, and uh, non-reactive, 
non-reactive doesn't mean there's no reaction, but it means there's no disruptive emotional charged reaction. And uh, we can, you know, more and more be that way, but <clears throat> this is not a counsel to uh, avoidance or denial or repression or, uh, you know, trying to rationalize away painful uh, feelings in the body uh, and emotional charge in mind. It's not about denial or any defense mechanism whatsoever. And that's the problem is that people wishing to be free of emotional charge uh, ultimately employ control mechanisms, control-based defense mechanisms to try to get themselves out of the painful or unwanted emotional feeling and charge that they're experiencing. That's not the way of healing. And so the way of healing is really, you know, moving to unconditional acceptance and um, observing it and feeling it and being with it, not hating it, getting it through hate, <clears throat> not avoiding, not suppressing, but under coming to understand. Why am I feeling this way? What's it all about? Why am I so upset? Why am I not well? How, you know, why am I unable to be well now? What What's going on for me? Or what's going on here? So if there's other people involved, we do need to put an eye to seeing clearly uh, who they are, what they are, what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing, what are their motivations, and how would we understand them? I feel hurt. You hurt, I think, uh, you know, this person is being unfair to me. <clears throat> well, we'd have to look in, is it true? Is, they, are, is that person really being unfair? Or is it just your uh, overlay? Uh, when the when you know, like like the man wants the pretty girl and says, uh, "Hey, I'd like to date you," and she says, "Sorry, I'm not interested," and he says, "Ah, stuck up bitch," <laughs> something stupid like that. <clears throat> She's not stuck up necessarily. She just doesn't like him. And so, we may add on to the interpretation of a of a situation in which we have an emotional charge. We may add on a, an understanding, which is a misunderstanding, which attributes falsely to self or other uh, intention or uh, under, explanation for what's going on. Uh, there are people who are angry and say, no, I'm not angry, <laughs> but they're angry. Uh, we may do that. We may feel sad, but we don't want to admit it, and uh, we say, I'm feeling okay, but we're not. So it takes uh, rigorous honesty, real honesty, committed honesty, committed truth-telling, committed commitment to seeing truth, uh, to be able to know when we're out of balance and understand it correctly. So uh, we moved through sesh, uh, exchange to 42.9 last time, and again, Ross said, to the truly balanced entity, no situation would be emotionally charged, and... In discussing um, service or balance to other service to others and uh, being in balance, uh, there was the discussion of um, extreme star starvation in Africa, and understanding that you know to the person who's starving or needing food, the appropriate response or uh, an ideal service would be to provide food, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> In a sense, we, we, the linkage between service to other or service, positive path service, 
and balance is that we really won't be doing uh, capable service if we're um, out of balance. Mm. And uh, our service will be capable only to the extent that we stay in balance. So <clears throat> 42.9, what is the difference in terms of energy center activation uh, between a person who represses emotionally charged responses to emotionally charged situations, and that's Don's mistaken view, versus or and the person who's balanced and therefore truly unswayed by emotionally charged situations. So you see he says twice the phrase emotionally charged situations. <clears throat> that's not possible. That's, that's not real. There, is, there are not emotionally charged situations. There are situations which are uh, intensive uh, catalysts in situations which provide what we may feel, what anyone normally would feel as intense catalyst, or they are intense, and trigger, uh, therefore, by that intensity, emotional responses for most people, meaning few people would be so balanced that they could be well when their house burns down or their partner dies. Uh, suddenly, or this, that, and the other thing. So there are many uh, forms of many situations that we can call intense catalyst, but technically or, or precisely they're not called emotionally charged situations. The emotional charge is added by us. And Ra explains, this query contains an incorrect assumption to the truly balanced entity no situation would be emotionally charged. With this understood, we may say the following. The repression of emotions depolarizes the entity insofar as it then chooses not to use the catalytic action of the space-time present in a spontaneous manner, thus dimming the energy centers. There is, however, some polarization towards positive. If the cause of this repression is consideration for other selves, the entity which has worked long enough with the catalyst to be able to feel the catalyst but not find it necessary to express reactions is not yet balanced but suffers no depolarization due to the transparency of its experiential continuum. Thus, the gradual increase in the ability to observe one's reactions and to know the self will bring the self ever closer to a true balance. Patience is requested and suggested for the catalyst is intense upon your plane, and its use must be appreciated over a period of consistent learned teaching. So this um, response at 42.9 is real solid uh, instruction on the path. Mm, number one, as I've said, there it is a, an incorrect assumption uh, to believe that situations are emotionally charged in and of themselves, and therefore everybody will feel an emotional charge. Not everyone will feel an emotional charge to intense catalyst, uh, but most would. <laughs> but the situation uh, is non-emotional because it's non-human. It's just a situation. Now, uh, Ra is coming out strongly against repression of emotions, which means the whole panoply of defense mechanisms that we do employ, consciously and unconsciously. Uh, denial, uh, avoidance, uh, minimization, repression, uh, 
submission, <laughs> submission in a sense of um, um, a kind of resignation to pain without really looking into it. That's a kind of way of avoiding deeper dynamics. Uh, rationalization, sublimation, you know, the whole list. And most people, or many, most of us, um, you know, don't want to feel pain. And so it's very normal that in one way or another, we repress painful emotional charge that we ourselves generate uh, in specific situations with specific catalysts. Uh, the, that kind of avoidance, denial, control, non-loving way of meeting painful emotional reactivity uh, leads is what Ross called not using catalytic action of the space-time present in a spontaneous manner. So using catalyst or making use of catalyst, whatever it may be, in this case we're talking about emotional charge, a personal emotional charge or a painful set of emotions as catalyst, uh, not using that as catalyst in the present moment spontaneously or according to however we want, uh, dims the energy centers. So uh, repressing or avoiding or moving away from a full experiencing of uh, is, a, an, a, uh, is unused catalyst. Now you can say that's a reaction to it. My reaction is to uh, deny it, avoid it, suppress it, repress it. Uh, that, that reaction to it um, dims the energy centers, meaning it further blocks first, second, third chakras. In the case of uh, repressing activity that may come spontaneous, may, may, may arrive, you know, the desire for activity, I want to punch him, like that. The desire for activity that might be uh, infringing on another or hurting another or um, depolarizing to self in the way of um, further blocking really blue and green or, or love wisdom, when that is repressed, um, which really is not a repression, it's basically just a restraint. It's a restraint of action coming from consideration for the welfare of others and the welfare of ourselves. It's not good for me if I punch him in the mouth. I might like it now, but I probably will suffer more later. So for consideration for other selves, I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to make trouble. I don't want to make wrong speech. You know, I don't want to fall into harsh speech, uh, divisive speech, malicious speech, lying, this, that, the other thing. Uh, and I don't want to physically harm uh, the consideration for others and uh, the attendant consideration of our own long-term welfare to not create negative karma. Uh, if that thinking is involved, that understanding is involved in the restraint of action, uh, Ra is saying there may be some polarization towards the positive. Uh, uh, and <clears throat> It's not uh, dimming energy centers. It's actually activating uh, green-blue. There's uh, consideration for the welfare of others and our own, karmically, and uh, comprehension of all that. Uh, that is blue-green, green-blue activation and may involve restraint of action that we desire. Verbal action, physical action, 
that's uh, polarizing. That that'll be positively polarizing. But <clears throat> Ra's saying that um, that's not true balance. That's fine. That's good. But it's not true balance yet. Uh, Ra's saying the entity which has worked long enough with catalyst, meaning you know your own mind well enough, to be able to feel the catalyst. In this case, again, the catalyst means the arising emotional charge, but not find it necessary to express reactions, meaning I don't need to. Uh, acted out with my body or my uh, mouth. That person is not yet balanced, but uh, suffers no depolarization. So there's restraint that involves repression and avoidance of emotional reactions that causes depolarization. Then there's restraint of physical action uh, and verbal action coming from consideration of others. And consideration of our own to own long-term welfare and happiness karmically that restraint of action may be positively polarizing but <clears throat> that is still not balance but that is there's no depolarization due to what Ra calls transparency of its experiential continuum nobody talks like that but Ra this is how ETs talk okay this is how uh, ET teachers who are positive uh, talk sometimes. They use um, tight, high-density phrasing. The transparency of one's experiential continuum means the flow of uh, self-mind-acknowledged experience. That flow is transparent to consciousness, <clears throat> and um, the person has not is not occluding, occlusion or occultation. There's no blockage. There's no occlusion in the gem there's no occultation dimming darkening eclipsing um, of perception of the uh, authentic experiential continuum meaning uh, you know when uh, when uh, body sensations arise I know them this is called mindfulness <clears throat> when when thoughts and feelings arise I know them now I'm not saying I'm there but but that's the goal there's no blockage, there's no visual impairment, <laughs> there's no lack of seeing, the eyes are clear. And so one's flow of experience, self-generated, all illusory, sure, anicca, anatta, they're all impermanent and uh, insubstantial, essentially, but one um, remains mindful of one's experiential continuum, moment to moment. Then by that, that desire, <clears throat> that willingness to be mindful moment to moment. I wrote a chapter in Universal, Universal Vision called Moment to Moment Living. That's the way. Uh, what occurs is what Ra calls a gradual increase in the ability to observe one's reactions and know the self. Uh, one may see one's mind more clearly in that one sees one's reactions and reactivity to distinct situations and knows okay, when I go over there, I'm probably going to feel that. Or, oh, I know this. This is my old sadness. This is my old fear. This is my old anger. Uh, that's not balance. That's not uh, being unswayed. Uh, but it's a good first step. And that ability to observe uh, mind generation, the generation of thought and feeling in mind, and to know the self, which means to know uh, the, the you know the, the continuum of conscious mind 
and as much as possible, continue learning and knowing um, the potentiator of mind, the unconscious, personal and then the multiple levels of that. Uh, by that um, uh, intentional, by that commitment to um, long-term, never-ending self-observation, but not in a, you know, not in a tricky way and not in an avoidant way. There is, you know, there are people who are, people, some people who follow the Gurdjieff path. I met them in a Zen monastery once upon a time. This guy was basically saying, I'm, I'm observing my mind all the time. And he was stuck in mindfulness. <laughs> he had made a, a construct, uh, kind of mental system associated with watching his mind. And... Um, wasn't really spontaneous and it was a form of control in a very subtle way but not that type of um, game applied to mindfulness self-observation but uh, sincerely willing or wanting to see as is um, what the flow uh, what the flow brings uh, what's going on in me in this mind uh, consciously moment by moment uh, that that commitment to observation and uh, and willingness to be honest and then feel the pain of what's arising and then process it by understanding and moving to forgiveness. That process brings oneself ever closer to true balance in which there is no production of emotional reactivity. Now, Ross said the only, the only response is love. Her earlier translation, I think, was the only feeling is love, or an earlier uh, version. Uh, that's the case, you know. When the angels or those entities met Howard Storm, uh, basically when he was hurting himself and others, they felt sad. When he was uh, loving and well, they felt happy. That's it. And I think that... Uh, that's pretty much all that remains of emotionality, um, or that's that's what what remains as emotional production uh, for a purified heart. And Ra saying patience is requested and suggested, meaning you need to be patient. For yes, indeed, catalyst is intense upon your plane, three D space time, and its use must indeed be appreciated over a long period of time, a period of consistent learned teaching, meaning consistently. You consistently using experience or using, you know, approaching experience with the perspective of seeking to know honestly and observe and, and um, take responsibility. It's the, um, the, the, what Ross, this, this final sentence. So, you know, you see, I could talk at length. I mean, I've uh, probably gone too long already uh, on something like 42.9. But this is really key, you know, this kind of teaching on balance is very critical. Ross saying, catalyst is intense upon your plane. Yeah, indeed. In fact, catalyst is considered, I think, something like a hundred times more intense 3D physical space-time than in fourth density. Uh, much, much more intense here in this dimension than higher dimensions. The use of intense catalyst. It's called the efficient use of catalyst, which is per se polar, using catalyst for polarization, meaning for us to develop more love wisdom and balance. The efficient use of catalyst um, 
its use, its efficient use of catalyst must be appreciated over a long period of time, uh, a period of consistent learn teaching or a consistent and long period of time where one is committed to honest observation, uh, spontaneous and honest feeling of pain uh, when there's pain in emotional reactivity or the catalyst of our, emo of our body-mind reactions uh, and a commitment to um, recognize when we're stuck and move through the stuckness to acceptance, understanding, and forgiveness. When we, we always get stuck, it's normal. Emotions indicate blockage. There's no, you know, there, there's no flow of emotionality without blockage. When there's no blockage, there's no flow of emotionality, as far as I know. Uh, and so uh, the arising of emotion itself indicates blockage or distortion. Of course, blockage meaning first, second, third rays, at least, and distortion meaning um, patterns of thought and understanding um, not in harmony with the law of one not in harmony with perfect uh, deployment appreciation of unconditional love and clear seeing knowing. Blue-green, green-blue. And so uh, the commitment to the, to, you know, the long dark night of the soul. It's a long dark night, you know. It's not just, uh, you know, a period of a few weeks or months or years. It's a long dark night. It may not be that dark, of course, and it's not only night. It, you know, the sun bursts all the time, but it's a long period of moving through emotional pain or pain associated with emotional blockage or arising emotional charge. It takes a long time. And so uh, over a period of consistent learn teaching means learning and teaching yourself, teaching yourself by a commitment to honest observation and honest um, understanding of our own process. It's a great work. 42.10. How can a person know when he's unswayed by an emotionally charged situation? See, Don didn't get that yet. If he's repressing the flow of emotions or if he's in balance and truly unswayed. <clears throat> and um, Ross said, we have spoken to this point. Therefore, we shall briefly iterate that to the balanced entity, no situation has an emotional charge, but is simply a situation like any other in which the entity may or may not observe an opportunity to be of service. I've said that quote many times. To the, to the balanced entity, no situation has an emotional charge. They don't produce emotional charge, and the situation obviously doesn't have it either. But it is simply a situation like any other situation, in which the entity may or may not observe an opportunity to be of service. The closer an entity comes to this attitude, the closer an entity is to balance. You may note that it is not our recommendation that reactions to catalyst be repressed or suppressed, unless such reactions would be a stumbling block, not consonant with the law of one, to an other self. It is far, far better to allow the experience to express itself in order that the entity may then make fuller use of this catalyst. And so, um, situations are situations, what occurs, occurs. It's always different. Yet, um, there is no emotional charge to either the situation per se, nor for the fully balanced entity, a highly balanced entity, 
uh, it doesn't generate emotional charge. Uh, and so you, the closer one is to realizing that all emotional charge is added by me, even if the other person in a situation is truly acting in, in harmful ways to me, even if their action is wrong action, meaning uh, you know unskillful or service to self for them or harmful to me or infringing to me, even then they're lying, they're cheating, they're killing, they're, they're infringing, they're this, that, and the other thing. Maybe so. Sure, maybe so. We should know it. But uh, that doesn't require an emotional charge. If, if you know, our, my <laughs> dislike of the evildoers on planet Earth, um, if I have an emotional charge, it's my problem. If I hate them and would like to eviscerate them or gouge out their eyes or whatever, it might be fun. So if that's my problem, they do what they do. But if I have uh, hatred, it's my distortion that I will carry with me. And of course, they're responsible for their mind and their behavior fully too. And they're, <clears throat> you know, digging their grave. If they're if they're positive at the base of their beingness, they're very, in very big trouble. They'll be harming them. So they are harming themselves long term now. But that's that doesn't deserve an emotional charge. Any emotional charge is my problem. If something beautiful comes and goes and I feel pain, it's my problem. It doesn't have to even be a problem. Okay, it's no problem. I feel uh, severe emotional pain and angst at the loss of this uh, beautiful person, situation, this or that. No problem. But let me now feel angst and grief and, and strong pain. So we don't even have to say it's a problem, but it surely is painful. And that's what uh, obstructs, block, obstructs blockage, obstructs balance. The, the, the challenge... The, way, the reason we stay out of balance for so long, the reason we generate emotional charge again and again and again, blaming other, or repressing, or not wanting to um, really heal, not, not maybe we want, but we can't. Why can't you? Because we don't want to face the pain. It's as simple as that, I think. People don't want to acknowledge the pain that they've produced their own painful emotional reaction. And they may, we may feel shame. What's wrong with me doing this? I thought I was finished with this long time ago. Or it can't, it's not my fault. You made me, you hurt me. Uh, but that's not right view. And so Ra is saying they don't recommend again that we repress or suppress or avoid or do defense mechanisms on our reactions to catalyst, meaning the catalyst of an environmental situation. Of course, the arising um, emotional charge is another catalyst, and that's what's usually repressed. Uh, and they're saying, unless such reactions would be something blocked, not consonant with the law of one to another self, meaning infringement of other, meaning harmful to another, meaning ahimsa, uh, not ahimsa. If the natural reaction would be, I want to, uh, you know, lie, cheat, <laughs> steal, <clears throat> hurt, punch, kill, uh, violate, take, infringe, abuse, da 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 da. If the natural reaction is that, Ra recommends repression.
for suppression, but it really is not that. It's really just restraint of physical activity. It's just restraining the physical um, speech and physical bodily movement that um, our desire, you know, recommends or our desire wishes. Uh, that obviously needs to be um, restrained. And that just means put your hands down and close your mouth. Close your mouth and, and, and put your hands down. And, and that's not a problem. Um, because it's a, you know, this is a healing, a self-healing opportunity. But, of course, if you're doing with, uh, if you're dealing with, uh, you know, negatively oriented people, um, wise response of some sort is uh, very necessary. Uh, and so Ra says, it's far, far better to allow the experience to express itself, meaning allow yourself to express your own reactivity internally, naturally. Uh, so we may make fuller use of the catalyst, meaning we can know it, you know, we, we're we allowing more of the internal process, so we may understand more of it too. So we may accept it more fully, understand it more fully, uh, take responsibility more fully, and forgive ourselves more fully. That's the point. And so that's the fuller use of the catalyst, I think. 42.11, more, um, how can, an, this is a very, ex, very important exchange, <clears throat> 42.11, so, you know, if we, if we, if it takes three sessions to go through session 42, so be it, three classes. Don's question, <clears throat> how can an individual assess what energy centers within its being are activated and in no immediate need of further attention? And which energy centers are not activated and are in a need in need of immediate attention? Ra's answer, forty two eleven. The thoughts of an entity, its feelings or emotions, and least of all its behavior, are the signposts for the teach learning, the teaching learning of self by self. In the analysis of one's experiences of a diurnal cycle. An entity may assess what it consider what it considers to be inappropriate thoughts, behaviors, feelings, and emotions. In examining these inappropriate, so-called inappropriate activities of mind, body, and spirit complexes, the entity may then place these distortions in the proper vibrational array and thus see where work is needed. This is a super important exchange here how to know when we're out of balance, how to know which chakras uh, are blocked. Well, you know, in my simple-minded approach, I think it's, uh, it's uh, you know, self-obvious that uh, all seven chakras are inadequately worked on, that all the, the core human centers, two, three, four, five, six, between the constant rays of red-violet, one-seven, all that is from second inclusive of second chakra through six is blocked somewhat. Uh, I would never assume that anyone's anyone other than a high adept or um, their teachers. I wouldn't assume that anyone of them is fully cleared and unblocked in lower chakras or fully activated and fully coordinated uh, green, blue, indigo, fully developed. I think that's hubris. If you don't know that it's so, we surely shouldn't say so. Uh, 
in one way than assuming, I see I have a little bit different approach. Um, assuming then, as I do, that chakras 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 are all blocked somewhat, or are all on, you know, you, you see the first three, or particularly second and third, are the chakras of blockage and unblocking, particularly uh, orange-yellow. Then the chakras of, of activation and balance are primarily uh, green-blue, uh, the balanced activation of love-wisdom. Then there's the work of uh, also activation for six, but further coordination. Coordination of six as the heart of spirit complex, six ray, heart of spirit complex, with the integrated mind body uh, of uh, one, two, three, four, five. The, the cohort, you know, the integrated transpersonal uh, of chakras uh, two, three, four, five, uh, within, you know, all of this is within the sphere of the seven, one band. Within the sphere of the seven, one violet red band which is constant in a sense and not worked upon consciously in a way, for sure, there's the uh, pentagram <laughs> or the uh, pentagon, <laughs> not the U.S. pentagon, but the uh, five-fold, there must be a better word for that, the five-fold star of the Human uh, chakras two, three, four, five, six. Those I, I consider uh, of blockage needing release, clearance of blockage are two and three primarily, uh, that block those blockages uh, create or sustain blockages associated with blockages in uh, four five six uh, it's the activation of four five and six that's needed not exactly you know it's their activation which will uh, be their unblocking or the work on them is activation and balancing and coordination chakras uh, four five six coordination then of ultimately the integrated mind-body-spirit complex system. Now, therefore, I assume all my chakras have work to do. But if you want to focus on which center is, is going on, Ra is saying uh, the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that we experience, the catalyst of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and not so much behavior, because behavior can come from multiple origins, multiple intentional uh, sources multiple uh, conditions of mind give rise to the same behavior. So when a person, you know, it, it's like you can do anything uh, from a um, an infinite uh, multiplicity of uh, intentions. Any one action can come out. So if you want to know where someone's coming from, uh, you have to read their mind. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If you really want to know where people are coming from, you have to have the intuition to read their mind and to know their character, and to look in and um, look within our mind, your mind, to, to um, determine or discover the, um, the rationale that is very present and very available for knowledge, for knowing, uh, that was conveyed by their action. Their, their activity itself conveyed intention and conditions of mind. You have to be able to find that intention, those intentions or those conditions of mind within yourself, or be familiar with them in yourself, so as to determine 
um, the mind of others in in activity because activity um, is you know may have um, countless uh, intentional um, origins or motivational complexes that led to those same actions but when we're talking about teaching teach learning of self by self how do you teach yourself teaching ourselves so we may learn self-teaching for self-learning of consistent mindfulness uh, honest sincere observation of the flux and flow and continuum of thoughts feelings and emotions particularly uh, in that working that willing in that desire in that in that um, commitment uh, one may th this is an analysis of one's experiences you see experience is formed by samskara experience is formed by self and that's why Ross said no emotionally charged situation the situation isn't emotionally charged and our experience of it emotion as emotionally charged is added or made by us we make experience um, consciousness generates or forms experience and that's why the fourth skanda samskara is called fashionings fermentations fashionings and fabrications Tanisara Bhikkhu translates samskara often the conceptualization naming activity process as fashionings and 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 um, fabrications we self-fabricate experience which is an overlay to situations and reality which is as is but in the analysis of or observation and seeking to understand I mean analysis in this case means an honest uh, a sincere commitment to, to seeing and knowing to feeling and comprehending uh, and so feel uh, and seek to know and you will you know seek and you will find absolutely uh, one may observe one's process of thoughts you know thoughts feelings and emotions feelings are emotions really or sensations in the body each day in a diurnal cycle a day and considers what we may consider uh, or can assess what we may consider to be inappropriate thoughts behaviors feelings and emotions what's inappropriate well whatever is not um, you know in balanced love wisdom kindness um, non-control uh, non-fear non-emotional reactivity uh, ease and wellness and clarity and seeing well seeing seeing truly too so you see that m much of our thoughts much much of the flow of our thoughts behaviors let's just say thoughts emotions feelings and behaviors much of that um, we may later consider to be inappropriate but uh, I would say that initially more of what more of our mind stream the mind stream would be thoughts emotions feelings uh, that lead to behaviors much of that mind stream or let's say more of that mind stream is what we may call inappropriate it's a, it's a terrible word it's a really poor word inappropriate because it's sort of like saying that balance is appropriate and imbalance or distortion is inappropriate uh, what is appropriate <laughs> is enlightenment appropriate 
and uh, non-enlightenment of inappropriate. It, it, I would just say the, the, the Buddhist word would be skillful or unskillful. Uh, skill, un, inappropriate means unskillful, which really means um, distorted, which really means confused at the level, you know, confused in terms of wisdom or knowing, and, um, and murky or selfish or self-centered in terms of, of possible love and feeling. Self-centered and um, self-conflicted thoughts and emotions. Um, confused and unclear and vague and poorly uh, observed even thoughts and emotions. And then of course sensations in the body, which you may call feelings, you know, why am I feeling this way? All of that not knowing and uh, not being well with and not being open to all while the, the, that, those are being experienced, all of that is what may be called inappropriate or indicates, you know, chakra blockage. Of course, it's all second, chakra, second third chakra blockage. You know, all of this, the, the, this, the origin of the production of all that Ra is calling inappropriate, or we may call inappropriate, or unskillful, <clears throat> or selfish, or unclear, confused, all of that is uh, based in, uh, you know, orange-yellow blockage. What else? And then higher, corresponding higher chakra, lack of, in, of activation. Ra finally says, you know, if you examine these so-called inappropriate activities of mind, body, spirit, uh, we may obviously see uh, you know, what's the proper vibrational ray? You know, proper is also a funny one, but I would say corresponding chakra um, chakra relation and see where work is needed. Well, hey, baby, work is needed in the entirety of the body, mind, spirit system. Work is needed in full clearance of uh, orange-yellow blockage. 42.12. We won't finish this all today. How about that? Uh, in the last session, this is another very <laughs> heavy, heavy dialogue. <clears throat> Don goes to 42.12. In the last session, you said, the self, this is a quote, the self, if conscious to a great enough extent, this is the session 41 that we didn't do, the, se the self, if conscious to a great enough extent of the workings of the catalyst of fasting and the techniques of programming, may through concentration of the will, and the faculty of faith alone cause reprogramming without the analogy of fasting, diet, or other analogous body complex disciplines. End quote. Don goes on, what are the techniques of programming which the higher self uses to ensure that the desired lessons are learned or attempted by the third density self in our third density incarnational laboratory? Don is a scientist. Uh, the question is, this is the session we skipped for some reason, or I did. Um, if we, if, if the self is conscious uh, sufficiently of its own process or arising of thoughts, emotions, feelings, sensations of our own mind stream, and the way catalyst 
arise or or the use of fasting as catalyst uh, conscious of the workings of the catalyst of fasting what does fasting do what does it mean to do fasting not eating uh, as a um, technique for healing body or reprogramming mind I don't think of this as programming but it's not I don't use the term program myself but uh, changing <laughs> changing the core beliefs of mind uh, if we are conscious enough of fasting as catalyst and its symbolic meaning would it be possible or Ross saying it, it is possible by concentration of will and faith alone to change the uh, core beliefs of mind this is what they're using reprogramming change the core beliefs of mind without having to do the fasting without having to change one's diet or other analogous body complex disciplines and so the idea is that the the uh, fasting or the changed diet is a um, is, is affects the physical body but also affects the mind by uh, by the intentionality uh, within it the intentionality that leads to physical action um, is also um, a causal or causative to changes in mind and so uh, healing happens not really by uh, the physical this or that physical action that's why we see some people two people take the same diet of you know vegan or macrobiotic or you know whatever it may be uh, low salt low fat whatever they think they should be doing two people use the same diet and get totally different results or the same person uses the same diet or fasting and once they get a good result and then the next time they get a bad result or what they consider to be it's very heavy raining here so that's the sound behind me the storm the typhoon has moved in uh, why why is it that we really can't say that a certain physical action will always lead to a certain kind of body healing it's just not the case why because um, the the work of healing is done by mind and the nature of the physical illness is created by mind conditions which generate corresponding um, distortions we can say in the etheric body the form maker body the form maker body the etheric influenced by mind um, carries through the distortions of mind to conditions of ill health and body and if the mind hasn't changed the physical uh, technique to heal body uh, may not work and so Don is asking um, what about techniques that higher self uses to ensure which really means to hope that it may occur that desired lessons are learned or attempted by us here how does higher self do programming or catalyst to assist in healing and uh, how does that relate to it's a very complicated question <laughs> how does that relate to the uh, possibility of not needing a physical technique to heal body 
but rather um, uh, qualities of will and faith. You know, your faith healed you, Yeshua said. Ra answers this subtle question, 42.12, there is but one technique, now they're just talking about something else, there is but one technique for this growing or nurturing of will and faith, and that is the focusing of the attention. The attention span of those you call children is considered short. The attention, the spiritual attention span of most of your peoples is that of the child. Thus, it is a matter of wishing to become able to collect one's attention and hold it upon the desired programming. This, when continued, strengthens the will. The entire activity can occur only when there exists faith that an outcome of this discipline is possible. This is super deep. We're going to just finish this session with the next exchange, 4213. Uh, Don's asking about exercises for helping to increase the attention span. Uh, these will be the last two of this, of of this class. Uh, number one, we understand that um, techniques of bodily healing, such as uh, improved or so-called purified diet or fasting, these techniques um, are associated with what, what Don and Ra is calling programming or reprogramming. I mean, I would call it healing or um, clearance of lower chakra blockage and activated activation of green-blue, but it's changing core beliefs that are causative to the bodily illness. Core beliefs and patterns of thought and feeling, emotion, causative to body illness, um, may or may not be successfully changed by uh, body-oriented physical techniques of healing only. Now, Don is understanding that he, he's really, he's, Rod didn't really answer Don's question here. The first thing to know, because we skipped, we skipped session 42 and didn't include this, the first thing is that, yes, it's true that focused will and faith in the process, the possibility of mind healing, spontaneous healing by mind, spiritual healing, spiritual self-healing by mind alone, Faith that that's possible, faith in ourselves as being capable of it, focusing of will sufficient so that we know what what needs to be done, not only as a technique, uh, if the person's visualizing light or this or that, but um, where the problem really lies. It's going to be a problem uh, of self-understanding, self-identity. Self, uh, it's going to be a problem of uh, lack of love of self, lack of true love, understanding, appreciation of self, it'll maybe be related to some form of self-punishment, self-blame, meaning the causal, the causal matrix that gave rise to the bodily illness that I'd like to heal by mind alone. Uh, this is all very subtle. Um, meanwhile, it is doable. You know, Yeshua touched the leper and uh, he was healed, so the story goes. Tell no one uh, your faith healed you, Ra said, that Yeshua said to those he healed by mine. Tell no one, don't infringe on free will, 
and your faith healed you. I didn't do it. You're the author of the healing, not me. Uh, meanwhile, that person wouldn't have been healed of leprosy if Yeshua hadn't come walking by. Uh, Don was asking, what are the techniques that Higher Self uses um, to help us reprogram? This, this mechanistic language is unappealing to me. What techniques or how does Higher Self uh, program? You can program Catalyst, that's okay. But I wouldn't call the self something to be programmed. But you can program experience or the arising of Catalyst. Programming Catalyst uh, I can accept as um, a valid descriptive term, a valid descriptive phrase with program catalyst. But to program the self, um, I, I think is um, a, a wrong, a mechanistic, um, distorted way of thinking of, of the work. Ross said the self is more like a tone poem, a vibratory, um, a vibratory symphony. Now, I know I'm straying a little bit here, but Ra is saying, number one, um, you can heal the bodily conditions by will and faith alone if you are that, uh, are, are so capable. And then, in answer to Don's question about how does higher self um, program catalysts so we may learn or heal, Ra only answers about how it is that we may grow or nurture will and faith, not how higher self is programming catalysts to encourage that development of will and faith. However, we can make that linkage. The, the one, the but one technique, the only technique, but one, only one technique for growing or nurturing will and faith, and will and faith are anal analogous too. And that's called focusing of attention, and that's called concentration, and that's the essence of all meditative technique and practice. The essence of all meditation, true meditation practices, is concentration. It's uh, samatha, and leads to, you know, uh, ultimately insight in the Buddhist way. And uh, that insight can include uh, knowing the causal basis of my bodily illness. That development of concentration is a focusing of attention. In meditation, the only thing that's moving in a, in a high-developed state of meditation is uh, the focus of attention. The work of the Illuminati and all negative beings is to redirect and capture your attention. And so, Ra is saying that the attention span of children is considered short, and then for most people on Earth, their spiritual attention span is like a child or short. Spiritual attention span means the capacity for concentration and focused, uh, focused will. The development of will comes with the focusing of attention. The capacity to concentrate on one object and go and stay with it is not only a development of concentration or one-pointedness, but actually a strengthening of will. This is so esoteric and very, very important because uh, polarization, non-polarization, the, um, the treading of the path itself depends on the direction of attention, depends on our capacity for focusing attention on what we value, which namely would be uh, living in conformity with the principles of the positive path. <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing, you probably won't be doing it. <laughs> Or if you don't know what you're doing, you probably won't be focused 
in doing that which is uh, conducive to your long-term welfare and benefit. And so, Ra is saying, uh, this um, focusing of attention when continued strengthens will. Yes, indeed, every great master has a strong will. To get to the position of uh, awakening and, and, you know, being able to let go of pain, <laughs> you have to have the will to go into it or allow it to come up and the will to stay with it till it naturally dies and dissolves in the cup of water or in the cup of the Ganges. And so uh, that, and you know, so, so focused attention strengthens will. And the result of that is a strengthened will. And that whole thing can't even happen unless one has some faith in oneself and faith that an outcome of this discipline is possible. And yes, concentration practices, uh, true meditation techniques, are forms of discipline. Discipline is a focusing of attention. It strengthens the will. It's born of will. Uh, it leads to um, all the fruit of the path. And so, um, forgiveness of self, acceptance of self, forgiveness of self, and the direction of the will, said wrong, as the way to the magic personality. Acceptance of self, forgiveness of self, and direction of the will. Proper direction, wise direction. Proper or appropriate, I think, are a little bit morally morally laden words, but um, skillful or um, beneficial, <laughs> beneficial um, use of will. Very, very important. Finally, last question for <laughs> uh, session 42, part 2, uh, is 42.13. Don asks, can you mention some exercises for helping to increase the attention span? Increase the attention span um, is really um, strengthening the capacity to focus attention. The attention span is uh, a span. I don't know if it's really a span. It's more like um, depth and breadth and, and uh, stability. Stability of attention and concentration. One-pointed concentration represents uh, stabilized attention, represents a strong will. To be able to do that, one has a strong will. Talk to Tibetan lamas who um, do very complex, you know, multicolor, uh, moving uh, GIF-type uh, visualizations of, of, bo of bodhisattvas and uh, deities in mind, doing, you know, very complex tantric ritual uh, in mind with you know, with visualization in mind, you know, uh, Avalokiteshvara streaming rainbow lights in live action in mind, they will say that it took years before they could stabilize the image in mind. And, uh, you know, the, the, the entity gets off balance and falls and things fall apart and things start and stop. Um, that stabilization of the visualization um, is a serious piece of work. And uh, that's a development of will. And that's a focusing of attention. And they have big discipline. Those guys who can do that have strong discipline. Uh, they may have lower chakra blockages when they come to the West. So I think uh, don't come to the West. Stay in the temple over there and uh, finish the work. Uh, finally, Ra gives the answer. Sorry, I'm wordy here. 42.13, the answer is... Such exercises are common 
among many mystical traditions of your entities, the visualization of a shape and color, which is a personal inspirational quality to the meditator, is the heart of what you would call the religious, in brackets, aspects of this sort of visualization, the visualization, and brackets, of simple shapes and colors, which have no innate inspirational quality to the entity, form the basis for what you may call your magical traditions. Third paragraph, whether you image, image, image or imagine the rose or the circle is not important. So the first case was uh, visualizing a rose is uh, a, an example of the first type of exercise. Visualizing a um, circle is an example of the second type of uh, visualization technique. Whether you image the rows or the circle is unimportant. However, it's suggested that one or the other path towards visualization be chosen in order to exercise this faculty. This is due to the careful arrangement of shapes and colors which have been described as visualizations by those steeped in the magical tradition. I myself am more on the mystic line 246 than the, than the uh, occultist magical line 1357. Therefore, uh, I have a little more feeling for the mystical than the magical. The mystical, in Ra's view, which is different than my take on it, however, uh, is that uh, the mystical tradition or ways are associated with what uh, would be the visualizations are associated with that which has personal inspirational quality. So this is super heavy, heavy. Sorry, I talk so fast, but you know I can hardly get through five exchanges here in the hour. Uh, this first type of practice path or type of visualization, mystic traditions associated with religion, not exactly magical, uh, would involve visualizations of shapes and colors that have personal inspirational quality to the meditator. Like, you know, visualize the guru, visualize a rose or, you know, Yeshua, God, Jesus. Uh, something that is is of devotional quality. The second type of visualization practice or category, you know, type of practices, because we're talking about many in each, is that which is not necessarily inspirational, but is more, um, you know, neutral, emotionally neutral, of the magical tradition, such as visualizing shapes and colors. The uh, meditation I talked about before that I did in Thailand called Kasina, K-A-S-I-N-A, Kasina meditation, visualizing colored disks in space, uh, is more of the magical tradition, although Buddhism is called a religion. So there's a lot of overlap, you see. Uh, Ra saying it doesn't matter which type of visualization you get involved in if you're wishing to develop will by visualization. There are many, many other ways of developing will. And when we go back to the prior question where Don asked, how does higher self encouraging, encourage learning for uh, efficient use of catalyst? Ron didn't say that. Um, higher self programs catalyst of many types of situations in which the only way to get through it is uh, a strengthening of will. You know, I mean, uh, you take a wrong turn and... Um, you know, the car goes off the cliff <laughs> and you're in a ravine for a week with no food, but you can live. You need a strong will to survive that. 
maybe that person, uh, you know, higher self programmed that accident or uh, that difficulty uh, just for a specific increase of uh, will or strengthening of will for that person involved. And so a truck driver, you say, oh, he's such a crude man, he can't even think. Well, maybe that soul has chosen to be a truck driver and the great value of being a truck driver for him is uh, 10 hour long hauls where he needs to um, have strong will and he's doing very well with that. And so uh, higher self does program catalyst for all levels of developed souls or souls at all levels of development uh, with different forms of catalyst that whose um, balanced handling or dealing with dealing you know dealing with the catalyst well requires some uh, increase or strengthening of will willpower and even focusing of attention yes indeed that's what higher self does and yet then when we also consider how to do practices and techniques for development of will or strengthening of attention focusing of attention or strengthening of will development of visualization or one-pointedness um, you know visualization is one type of technique for the strengthening of will that comes from the um, one-pointedness of uh, focused attention it's all very subtle and this um, uh, these are you know some some of the principles of spiritual path and so Ra's saying um, it's recommended that you choose one or the other type of path, whether it's devotional, inspirational, religious, or magical, occultist, non-emotional, uh, which is much easier to go onto the left-hand path, by the way. Um, it doesn't matter which you which type of way of visualization you take, although even again, visualization is not necessary for the development, the strengthening of will that comes from the focusing of attention. Visualization is just one type of uh, attention-focusing, will-strengthening uh, technique or way. Uh, but Ra is saying you ought to take one or the other, and that's because of the careful arrangement of shapes and colors described as visualizations by those steeped in magical tradition. And that's really um, actually saying that you shouldn't, you know, there's some, there's some dubiousness perhaps about making your own careful arrangement or making your own arrangement of shapes and colors if you're doing a magical type practice. Uh, making it up as you go along is probably not recommended, but um, I can't really advise on that way. So, so that'll be it for the second portion of session 42. It's subtle because one person could fast and get no positive result and another person could do you know liposuction or uh, some kind of elective surgery that seems cosmetic but um, for them also includes their intention to purify the mind of unwanted patterns and that could be successful you know there are there are people who go in for um, um, you know, surgical removal of tumors uh, that come out with a changed mind, <laughs> or that surgery, or even a, an elective surgery, like what you're saying, 
liposuction or uh, you know taking out some portion of the abdominal fat or something uh, seems mechanistic and seems um, you know working on body rather than mind but could be the catalyst their their uh, willingness to do that or their having undergone the operation could be a catalyst for them to heal mind while another person does fasting with very pure intent and understanding uh, which is in some sense not sufficient and it doesn't have a positive result so it it seems more so um, what the person does uh, whether it's fasting or uh, what Don's call of reprogramming uh, by mind only will and faith without any technique or any physical operation or even using a physical operation you know surgical hospital hospital medical uh, any of those could be helpful for a person but it depends on uh, the person's mind and their their intention and the um, degree of self honesty and self understanding the degree of love and wisdom that goes into their decision and their experience of those those techniques or operations or mental work it depends on the mind it seems to me there are people who have a very pure diet and remain sickly there are people who have a very open type diet they eat meat they eat fat they eat dairy they eat fast food even occasionally but they remain healthy all along yes that's the point so the method used is not central to the bodily healing or the mind healing or learning what's central to bodily healing and uh, spiritual mind mind healing uh, or uh, re-establishing balance in mind uh, is the degree uh, the quality of awareness and intention that went into that that one's activity uh, and so it's very subtle and most people focus on uh, a mistaken assumption most people operate by mistaken assumption that if I simply do this physical action like fasting or the uh, you know surgical process even elective surgery or even you know or, or strongly recommended uh, medical treatment you know because the person really has a condition that's that need you know needs or is normally handled by surgery or something uh, the result is not born uh, fully of the physical action or the action taken but the the quality of intention and awareness that went into um, that activity. Next time uh, I will for sure finish this session and then we have to backtrack to session 41. And um, you can see that we're getting into some deep principles of spiritual practice, spiritual path, uh, visualization, uh, strengthening of will, healing with and without technique uh, healing by mind and uh, the nature of balance and working with uh, emotional reactivity as it arises um, very core material and um, 
I hope it's been useful for the listeners. In any case, thank you very much. I appreciate it a lot. I wish you well and good night.